Although, I'm doing really well in that class. She's a very lenient grader, we'll say. Yes, she is. Yeah. That's definitely her teaching persona. Persona 5? Springborn? Ah, I wish Springborn was here tonight. Springborn couldn't make it? Yeah, um, thank you, Jesse, for bringing this to my attention. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you listening, wherever you are, um, our fifth host, Springborn. Yeah, you know how it is, Phil. For those of you listening, wherever you are, our fifth host, Springborn, was, uh, how shall I put this, unfortunately unable to join us tonight. And I think I speak on behalf of all of us at Rocket League and Ramble <laughs> when I say that we do sincerely hope that he will join us sincerely in the next episode. And genuinely at once. It's just, it's sad. It's it's a sad experience not having I, Springborn here. I did, I did, there were, there are signs of life. I saw on Miss Springborn's Instagram post that he was indeed alive and, and appearing to be happy. Yes! Oh, I, that's actually really funny, Phil. You know why? Why? So, Miss Springborn, Mama Springborn posted two different pictures of her and Jacob at separate times over the last, I think, week. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw both of them. Um, but on the first one, I commented, so he is alive. And on the second one, you commented, <laughs> glad to see he's alive and well. <laughs> And I'm I'm so proud of us for having the same thought. Yeah. And he was like, and this Springboard was like, oh, I'll make sure to, to have him send you in a live text. That never came. How good at Rocket League are you guys? Bad. John's pretty, John's pretty good. I'd say over the course of the progress, the like the, over the course of recording this podcast, like yeah. from the beginning... I'd say I've improved by about 1%. Out of how many percent? It's percent. It's out of 100. <laughs> That's not that good. No, I haven't improved a lot. I still do the same dumb shit. John, what number would you put Phil at, improvement-wise? Hey! Improvement-wise? Well, seeing as he just Score. scored, I can't say zero. <laughs> uh, no, he actually noticeably has gotten better. Um, I, I don't know how to put a percent on it, but I can definitely tell you Phil has gotten better at Rocket League. I've noticeably gotten better. Yeah, how like, much significantly... do you need to get better to be noticeable? I don't know. But, like, Phil has gotten significantly better to the point where I noticed that he got better, if that answers your question. And that's a lot if John notices betterness. Yeah, because I'm usually pretty fucking oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesse. Jesse, you have a topic for us today. Jesse has a topic for us? I well I texted this to Phil just kinda randomly. And I I can't take full credit for this. My friend brought this up with me today. So she showed me this meme. uh, or no, it was like a it was like a video about um Helen Keller. And we were thinking about Helen Keller. And just like I don't know. Do you think it was real? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Do I think it was real? Helen Keller. Think about it for a second. Like she's she learned to talk. Yeah, she wrote a book. Like she wrote a book, and she's deaf and blind. And she from, wrote a from book. a very early age. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wait. Did she like physically write this book, or like no, sign language dictate this book? Yeah, presumably it was dictated. Yeah, but, like that. Like, I believe. I I believe I would believe that she could like understand language. But, like, if you're telling me she learned how to, like, speak, like, verbally with our throat and mouth, no. No, I do not believe that. I don't I don't understand how, like, like, suppose she did do it, how would she have done it? 
you know like did she feel their vocal cords and be like let's let's have my vocal cords do the same thing yeah like that's not the like the only way to learn how to speak is to hear speaking is it though i feel like i don't know enough about what she actually did to be able to make a judgment call on that you know what i mean it's like i don't even even know to go to phil yeah. Like it is, because you if if you're born deaf, you're also dumb. Not like stupid, like you you can't you're mute, you can't speak. What, yeah. she wasn't born deaf though. No, but it happened at an early enough age that like she yeah. wouldn't have picked up on language. But then yeah. but then like but then like there are there are deaf people that have like I think they're called like cochlear implants or whatever. Yeah. And okay, but uh, this was to, like, probably hear? before that. It was before this, yeah. Yeah, this was not in that age. One of my books talked about Helen Keller. Maybe I can, I can get the, one of the books and see what it says about that. Because they talked about Helen Keller in the context of AI, which is sort of interesting. I think most of what we hear about Helen Keller actually happened, but there's definitely embellishment and, you know, just falsities. And it's like a what if, you know, like, like what if she just wasn't? <laughs> what if it's just you all know, a that's hoax? a heck of a con job. Do you know that, do you know that there's like this conspiracy theory that Stevie Wonder isn't blind? <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of. Wait, this is Stevie a, Wonder was like the blind musician, right? He is the blind musician. He's still yeah. alive. Ray Charles is the blind musician who's no longer alive, oh, and oh. Beethoven is the deaf musician who's also no longer alive. Rest in so much peace. So, anyway, apparently this is a thing believed by a small number of people, but <laughs> enough people for there to be articles about it online. So I don't know if that actually warrants a discussion, but I just thought I'd mention it. It warrants a discussion, yeah. sir. <laughs> There's a video on YouTube you could find that claims uh, to show Stevie Wonder catching a mic stand that there's no way he could have caught had he not seen it. Sounds like damning so, evidence. So that's the thing. So, And he's still alive. So, <laughs> we, Why don't we ask him? <laughs> and also, like, there are lots of blind people that go about life just fine. So it's not like he's an ex- 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 like, you know, exceptional yeah. case or anything. It... It reminds me of, um, like, you know, those people who are like, who like overcome all odds and they're like, I lost both of my hands in like a boating accident, but I love playing guitar. So I learned to play with my feet, you know? Yeah. Like those sort of like weird overcoming obstacles thing. Like not to say that they're like bad or anything like that, but just like. Yeah, it's I don't like, think weird is the right word, but it's feel like, good stories. It's, like, inspiring, but also, like, suspicious. It's suspicious? What do you mean suspicious? You're gonna like, come after the people that play guitar with their feet because you think it's suspicious? Like, it's just, like, I don't know. Like, Okay, no. Here's the thing, Phil. Here's the thing. I have talked about Hunter a couple of times on this podcast. Hunter's got some weird-ass feet. He can fucking write with them already. So if that man wanted to learn guitar with his feet, he absolutely could. So if you tell me that someone can play the guitar with their feet, I will absolutely believe them. Feet are weird. That was just an example. But, like, like who are those people that, like, do that stuff? Well, I would assume based on your example that they're boaters, seeing as they <laughs> lost their hands in a boating accident. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why boating accident was my example. Yeah, why did you choose boating accident? <laughs> to lose hands. But, I don't know, maybe they got them stuck in a rudder. Yeah, like, I, first of all, 
How common are boating accidents? But secondly, how likely are you to lose a hand? Not one, both hands in a boating accident. Maybe they're separate boating accidents. <laughs> boating seems like it's pretty safe on the hands. Maybe it was like a Jaws incident. You don't know. Well, but then it's then not it a boating a accident. Attack. Then it's a shark accident. But it was on a, it was on a boat. Uh, no, no. It's what Jaws- you call the insurance company. I would definitely qualify that as a shark attack, not a boating accident. Yeah, I would call that a shark attack, not a boating accident. I feel like a boating accident would be like you're swimming near the propellers, and then someone's like, ooh, and then like you get your hand sliced off that way. Yeah, that seems much more like a boating accident than a shark attack. That's the only boating accident I can think of. I can't think of any other boating accidents. Well, seeing as none of us go boating, yeah, we're not really qualified (laughs) to speak about this. What are the different ways you can get hurt in a boat? I guess you can well, get hit so by you a said, boat in the front. You said hands, so I initially thought of, like, you have your hands off the edge of the boat, and you hit another boat, and your hands get crunched. Okay. Like, that's what I thought of, specifically because of your boat, example. I feel like you would have crashed into the boat. And you also wouldn't, like, put your hands between... Yeah, but, like, Phil said, Phil said that you lose both of your hands in a boating accident, <laughs> and that's what came to mind. You know those times when you're just hanging off the edge with both of your hands really <laughs> close to the boat? <laughs> that reminds me of um, today in the library. We were, I don't know how we came across the subject, but Darwin Awards. Uh-huh. Darwin, yeah, it's so funny. I about Darwin Awards today, too. Darwin Awards are so, like, some of them are really morbid, but some of them are really funny. There's actually a website called, like, it's darwinawards.com, and, like, it has, like, a bunch of stories about Darwin Awards. And the funniest one, so I was talking about this with someone who was working with me, and I was telling her about this one Darwin Award, and it made her, like, laugh crying. Um, But basically what it is, is someone was like, I want to go over Niagara Falls in a jet ski. Oh, God. So I want to go over Niagara Falls in a jet ski. But he did do, his, his name was Robert. Um, and he wanted to go over Niagara Falls on a jet ski. And so he did do some planning ahead of time. He's like, you know, a normal jet ski isn't going to give me enough speed to clear the falls. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to have two safety. How much speed? Wait, how do you clear the fall? No, clear the falls. Like Niagara Falls. It's Niagara Falls. So wait, I'm confused about where he was skiing from and to. He was, he was like, like at the rapids part and then like going over the falls. Like, yeah, going over the falls, but you have to get far enough out that you don't hit the rocks at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, I get you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you need enough horizontal velocity that you don't kill yourself. Mm-hmm. But okay. But how does the vertical velocity not kill you? You know, couldn't well, tell you Okay. That. Listen. So that's why he had two safety measures in place. So the one thing was uh, he decided to attach rocket boosters to his jet ski to get- like, I love it. To get horizontal velocity. And then- he uh, also had on a parachute so that when he went over the falls, he could pull the parachute and then like float down, right? Okay. So those were the two things. Now, crucial things that he did forget was that rocket boosters generally need to ignite and burn, which is not something that is done very well in water. And Fair. so his rocket boosters got wet and they didn't work. And also his parachute was not waterproof. And so... His parachute, he tried to pull the parachute and also didn't work. And so he was dashed against the rocks. And thus he was awarded a Darwin Award. Hmm. It does seem a tiny bit in in, in bad bad sport. It's like, it's the the point of the Darwin Awards is, so if you look at the Wikipedia page for Darwin Awards, it's sort of funny how they phrase it. um, Because they talk about these, these awards are given to people who have 
undergone voluntary selection out of the gene pool to further advance humans as a species. Is that is that quoted on Wikipedia from the like Darwin Award website? Let me actually let me look it up. I whatever. It. To I Wikipedia. Can't, can't freaking move my mouse away from the thing. Jesse, could you look it up by chance? Yeah, sure. What am I looking up again? Darwin Award. Pay attention, Wikipedia. guy. Darwin Award. But just like the general, do you want me to search the specific one? Or just no, 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 the... just Darwin Award. I mean, it is sort of in bad sport, but like, I don't know. It's just to like those people who die in sort of tragically stupid ways. It's not in bad sport to make fun of stupid people. Darwin's Award salute the improvement of the human genome by honoring those who accidentally remove themselves from it in a spectacular But is that, is that in quotes? This is from DarwinAwards.com. Oh, oh there okay. you go. 2020 nominees, you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, uh, this one's called Pinnacle of Stupidity. In the end, cold was not the culprit. Hands are numb, but must operate smart foam, muttered 47-year-old Ted Zoo on his live stream audience as he skidded and stumbled up snow-covered Mount Fuji. So it's a guy who is climbing a mountain while streaming it, I guess? Yeah, I actually, I actually read this in my, my discussion while working in the library. Um, basically what he did is one day he decided to climb like Mount Fuji, but did not have any climbing gear, did not have any like heat packs, anything like that. He was just like wearing clothes for like a typical day in that area. If you were like at sea level. And so he started going up and he, and he live streamed it. Right. And when he started getting up to like the levels where like he was like in snow and like, like knee deep in snow. He, instead of, like, stopping, turning back, and going back down, he was like, I need to continue live streaming and get to the top for my viewers, all that stuff. And so, eventually, there comes a point where he's, like, basically, he feels, like, numb and cold everywhere. And then he slips on something, because he's not wearing, like, climbing shoes. And he slips on something, and you the live stream just, like, tumbles a little bit. And then it freezes on, like, his walking his walking stick that he was using and then the viewers alerted the authorities and then they found his body a day later like a thousand feet below where he slipped from so not good oh yeah and again a lot of these are like sort of morbid like tragically morbid well but, it's but, death of course it's morbid it's well, people yeah. being stupid and dying as a result mm-hmm. and the thing that's 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 the thing is like darwin awards you don't like darwin awards are always given to people who are already dead well yeah or technically they can also be given to people who have accidentally sterilized themselves <laughs> yeah i mean there you know there's a lot of like stunts that you hear about and some of them are successful and i bet a lot of them could have easily gone south but just didn't because they didn't get unlucky you know mm-hmm. but yeah. there's a difference between being unlucky and climbing mount fuji with no climbing gear I mean, that's not that's not unlucky. That's just stupid. Yeah, and people have done a lot of stupid stuff and lived. Is my point. Yeah, Yeah. but like, they don't they don't die because they're unlucky. They live because they're lucky. I never understand like those obscure rhyme schemes. What's what's an obscure rhyme scheme? I don't know, but I know there's like a a b b a right. And then there's like A A B B C C all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then okay. isn't isn't there like also A B A B? Yeah. Yes. Right. And then like 
I can't think of obscure rhyme schemes, but I feel like there's like a rhyme scheme that's like A B C C A B or something like that. Well, A B A B C or um, what is it? A B A B A is a limerick. A B A B A. Okay. No, wait. Sorry, it's A A B B A. Right. That's yeah, a limerick. That's a limerick. But like, I, I don't, I don't know what an obscure rhyme scheme is. I don't, like, I don't know either. Maybe, maybe I'm just trying to make something up. I feel like I feel like sometimes I've seen like rhyme schemes that are just like well that doesn't like ru- that doesn't like obviously rhyme in any way in the I'm scheme just or just because yeah. the words don't rhyme I I don't know because like there's near rhymes where just the two words don't rhyme but the scheme could still be normal I've never like obscure rhyme scheme rings no bells for me hmm. and you can't come up I with think, an example I think I was just making it up probably well that sounds about right. Um, like, because if it's obscure, then it's not really a rhyme scheme, now, is it? True. Right? Like, A, B, C, D is not a rhyme scheme. It's just, it doesn't rhyme. All right. For some reason, my example of an obscure rhyme scheme, which isn't an example, actually, but it made me think of it, is, I don't want to say the name of the artist, because I feel like it's, I'm going to get it wrong, but it's the it's the blurry face, whoever made blurry face. Like, my name's Blurry Face, and I care what you think. You know that song? Nope, no. but okay. No? Okay, but there's, like, um, but there's a thing, because it, it, it takes the A-A-B-B thing, I think, more or less. Like, it has, That's it has very a normal. rhyme scheme. Words rhyme with each other. A-A-B-B is very normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. No, 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 but what I was thinking is, like, he subverts it once in the song, where he's like, I wish... I wish that things would always like blah blah blah. I wish this and this and this. And then he he says, "I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sing." And then sing did not rhyme with what he did previously. Okay, okay that's sort of meta. And that's I, not an obscure it, rhyme always, scheme. It was it like it like broke the rhyming scheme to make a point. You know? Which yeah, that's, know. The, that's the song "Stressed Out" by Twenty One Pilots. Ah. Wow. Stressed out. See, it's funny because yeah. I know that song, but I could not figure it out from Phil's description. <laughs> the, the only part I knew was my name's Blurry Face and I care what you think. Jesse, but... I'm very impressed that you were able to figure that out. <laughs> Thank you. Jesse, what 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 was the hint for you? I just know that line. It's a great it's a great line. It's like I wish I didn't have to rhyme every time I sing and the the line just like clearly doesn't rhyme with any mm-hmm. other line in the song. It's just really creative. Yeah. There's also the thing and that they do out. in in kids movies a lot where they're doing some song and they imply a rhyme that would make like an adult joke but then they Oh yeah. yeah. switch it out. Well, I mean, a classic example of that is what? The shaving cream song. Yeah, right? I was just thinking that. Yeah. Uh I stepped in a big pile of shaving cream. Nice and clean. Shaving. What is it? That happens in a in a Scruffy the Cat song too. Uh, they they very strongly imply the F word, but do not say the F word. The only time I remember being like mad at Mastermind, or not mad, but like making fun of them at Masterminds, was when they got MJ wrong. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and you said Magic Johnson. <laughs> Yeah, and it was like obviously that was, uh, that, was that was that was the entire varsity team. We were JV at that point. Yeah, but no, but it was it was one of them. Like one of them said it. Well, no, what was it? I think it was no, a it bonus was a bonus question. round. I thought so. Like they all oh, talked it? about it. Yeah, because we got the same set of oh. them, and I couldn't remember Hakeem Olajuwon because I couldn't get the last name right. Because we got the same set, but yeah, they couldn't get Michael Jordan. They went with Magic Johnson. 
Damn. That reminds me of the one time when we there was some there was a question it was with us and I think was on our team. <gasps> yes, when he guessed. When he guessed Kishwa. <laughs> yeah, and he was right. It was wild. That same game we had to guess like it was some math based question. It was like how many numbers between X and Y are blank and i could for the life of me i could not remember the actual question but we just like all looked around and we were just uh, i just remember giving his answer like literally shrugging with his hands in the air and saying five and he was right and we were just like wow this is incredible <laughs> it was the same game but what was it springborn's grandpa was clutch on the moderator he was far and away the best moderator he was yeah i loved him i also didn't know that it was on his mom's side so, like, one time I went over to Springborn's house to hang out, and his grandpa was there. And I was, like, and it did not occur to me, for whatever reason, that with Mr. Springborn already being in the house, the other grandpa was not Mr. Springborn. So ah. I greeted him as Mr. Springborn anyways. And then Mama Springborn was like, nope, wrong side. And I was like, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then we can't forget Jesse's mastermind career. Jesse's legendary contributions. Didn't do worse. I think so. I think wasn't like negative twenty. Yeah, because like Jesse did it what once. Jesse did it, did once. it a couple of times, and like would always go early and get it wrong every time. So I think did worse that the year after Jesse's year. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, so you're not the all-time worst. You're just second worst as and far the as one, we know. And the one question he got wrong was because he confused exponential and logarithm. <laughs> I knew it too. I totally knew the answer, and I knew it before everyone else because I was taking calculus, so I got really excited, and then I just said the wrong thing. <laughs> boom, 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 boom! They got that super bass. That's an A A C C B rhyme scheme. Why does C come before B? <laughs> yeah. You, well, that's it's just a little bit obscure, you know. <laughs> there it is, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the obscure rhyme scheme that Phil was talking about. <laughs> A A C C B. <laughs> Not to be confused with A-A-B-B-C. Yeah. Two very Two different things. Totally different. You can't different mix things. those up. That's mm -hmm. a rookie mistake if you mess those up. Yeah. There are, but like, for some reason I thought of it again, of like palindromes, right? You know, like- Palindromes? Yeah, word, some words are palindromes. Yeah. What, do the, what do they have to do with rhyme schemes? <laughs> Listen, hear me out. So, because um, rhyme scheme reminded me of translating rhyme schemes to see if they would rhyme in the same thing which reminded me of constraints on creative writing which reminded oh me God. of the unmade podcast which i recently listened to where they talked about making a podcast about constraints of unwritten constraints some sort of like writing constraints and in that they talked about someone who wrote a book that was like 500 pages long which is like the same letters forward and backward oh okay so, Interesting. There's that also was... that book without the letter E. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And I just wanted to mention it. I don't want to steal their idea because they already talked about it in the Unmade podcast. So we're not talking about palindromes. No, but palindromes are sort of cool. One of my favorites is a dog, a panic, and a pagoda. Yeah. There's also a Weird Al song called uh, Bob, which is a, a whole song of, of palindromes, and parts of it rhyme, so... Ooh, what's circle. the rhyme scheme on that? <laughs> yeah, I think it. I think it varies. I think it's a... What if? What if 
what if my rhyme scheme is A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R? That's not a rhyme scheme. We went over this. No, no. At after Z, I get back to A. Like how many? Uh, like how many? What's the maximum number of lines that things can be separated until, until like when they rhyme, you don't notice. You know. Hmm. No, that I'll give sounds it eight. like I'll give that it eight. sounds like some some like music behavioral research thing. Like how long do you have to wait before people don't internalize the rhyme? Yeah, well, that's deep. Because like there's A B B A right, and so that's that works. But does A B B B A work? Or like eight. Well, rhythmically, no, because five lines wouldn't balance. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, after the fifth line, you would feel like there would be a sixth and probably a seventh and eighth. Uh, well, limericks have five lines. Yeah, but limericks are weird because it's like a full line, a full line, and then two half lines, and then a full line. That is true, yeah. Right? Like, the, the two Bs are short. I've written a couple of lyrics, a couple of sets of lyrics where it's like that, where the... Two B rhymes are really short, and it's basically one line. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, they have five lines, but it feels like four. But, like, if you have four lines, some amount of lines in between, like, what's the what's the biggest you can go? Well, the other thing you can consider is um, you don't have to rhyme just the last word, right? So, like, if you do, like, repetition and rhyme, so, like, your first line, whatever it is, if you repeat it eight lines later... And change the last word that will stick out as a rhyme. How did, the hang exact on. How did same I not line. get that? You saw me redirect that, right? Did you? Oh, I wasn't watching the replay. I'm sorry. I looked up. No, but keep going, John. Like, like, yeah, same, so, same line, but change the word slightly. Well, yeah, basically. So, like, what was it? I can't think of an example. But yeah, so so whatever your first like, if there's there's plenty of so, both songs and poems where they repeat one line throughout the work so would it be like would, so, it, would it be like like the first line is like man oh man i need to get ahead and then it's like blah, 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 and then there's a line that's like man oh man i need to get dead and like yeah is that something, sort of something like that like that's probably not the best example but like yes to add, to to say we'll say that that's the that what i'm talking about because it is like that would stick out more because more of it repeats or rhymes yeah i mean that's a strategy that like is often used just in general repetition to bring it back to like a larger theme. And it's not yeah, and, like also true. some, sometimes people like repeat like entire, like that's what a refrain is actually. Right. Yes. In a song. But in, in the context of rhyming, if you add that extra repetition or also rhyming more words from the line, it will, you can go longer in between rhymes. Oh, okay. that's what we were I talking about. We saying. were talking about how long you can go between words. As opposed to just like one word at the end of a random line. Yeah, if you're just rhyming red with dead or head with dead in your example, and that's it. Like eight lines, I don't think I'm going to pick up on the rhyme. Gotcha. I think four I could uh, you could pull off. I think you could go A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. Okay. Or even if you don't do that, even if you go A, B, C, D, A, E, F, G, I think I would pick up on the rhyme. Mm-hmm. I, think it, I think eight, it depends. You need more. I think it also sort of depends on, like, the larger context of the poem. Because if you do, like, A, B, C, A, or, like, A, B, C, D, A, E, F, G, A, H, I, J, A, you know? If you, like, repeat the same rhyme over and over again, I think retention increases. And you can, yeah, for sure. you can go more lines between. If you use, like, the same A rhyme or whatever, and then have gibberish rhymes in between. But like anything, 
anything after that point of like greater distance between rhymes, I don't think you can count as rhyming. After three lines, you say, or after four? After that example of A, B, C, D, A, E, F, G. Yeah. So I guess that's, what is that, four? There's three lines in between, so we'll say four mm-hmm. lines. Every four lines, if you have a rhyme, it rhymes. If it's more than that, you need more than just a one-syllable or two-syllable rhyme. You know what I'm saying? Jesse, as the English expert, what do you think? I think this is a really good discussion. He, like He's going to bed. <laughs> he's about to say goodnight. No, I am not about to say goodnight. Did you brush your teeth already, guy? No, I haven't brushed my teeth already. Oh, you're just putting on your pajamas. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have an opinion at this point. I could hear it in his voice. He's tired. He doesn't have an opinion because he's like only I mean, half paying he has attention. Like the thing in the morning, the six o'clock or whatever. You know, I think rhyming is overrated in poetry, to be honest. I think so too. Fair. Songs, yes. Like, it works in songs. But I'm more of a fan of poetry that's just kind of, like, free free verse. Yes, I've, I've only written, like, three serious poems in my life. And all three of them do not rhyme. They're just me writing. But, yeah. like, artistically. Whenever I, whenever I wrote a, write a poem that rhyme, it always ends in me writing something and then Googling words that rhyme with that thing. and then be like how could i make this relate see my issue is so when i write lyrics i'll pick out a rhyme that works in the context of the song but then as i like try to come up with the lines i can't find the rest of the words to make it work and then i'm like ah shit and then i have to google what rhymes with this to try to make it still work Mm -hmm. (laughs) like because i don't want to give up on the line like i'll get the first line and i'll have whatever the last word is supposed to be to make it rhyme you know yeah, But, like, I won't be able to make it fit rhythmically or something. And so I'll have to, like, either find a substitute rhyme or just write something else entirely. Gaia. Yeah. yeah. No. So that happens sometimes. Every once in a while, I, I write poems a lot, and I like to end with a rhyme. You know? Like, yeah. if a poem doesn't rhyme, but to make, like, the very last stanza or whatever have some kind of rhyme in it, I find that fun. It kind of catches people off guard. Mm. I really like repetitive poems. Where, like, there's there's a mantra in it, and every so often it'll repeat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's easier to do, you know, because you don't have to follow any specific rule for it. It just kind of, it's just, you, you put it in you when can, it you feels just right. put it. You just put it in when it feels right. Exactly. And it's just, like, the same, I think I did that with, um, what's it called? I wrote one called I Do Not Know, and that was the mantra. Like, the title was the mm-hmm. mantra, because I'm not good at name at titling things. And just, like, every so often there would just be a I Do Not Know in there. Yeah. Like whenever whenever it felt right. No, that's super good. And that's a great way to teach poetry too. Like his kids are really good at like, I call them repetition poems. Yeah. And it just works. I know we have like three minutes left in this game, but you guys want to do a countdown and call it after this match? Yeah, sure. I'm down. All sure. right. Five, four, three, three two, 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 one. 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 And... All right. Been great talking to everyone. Happy birthday, my boys. Have a very happy. All right. Talk to you later. (laughs) Talk to you later. Cheers. Bye.